Hello, and welcome to the 2018 holiday edition of Living on the Smile Side of Life. I'm Noreen Brayman, your strategic humor facilitator. I'm changing up the order of the podcast this time, and I'm giving my shout out up at front instead of at the end. That's because at this time of year, many of us are running around like the proverbial headless chickens, doing stuff for everyone else, but not taking care of ourselves. So a shout out to Jeff Jackson, better known by his Twitter handle, Daddy is Best. Jeff is a writer, a humorist, and yes, a dad. Jeff has written his survival guide for the holidays for a website called 30 Seconds. And you know, you have at least that amount of time to listen. Holiday Survival Guide, the five P's of surviving the Christmas season and every other day by Jeff Jackson. Holidays can be stressful times. Expectations are high and resources, time, money, energy, community and family close by are low. My wife and I are constantly juggling our resources, especially during the holidays, as we strive to bring valuable and enjoyable life experiences to our kids. Here are my five Ps to help survive the holidays. Perspective. More Christmas lights on the house do not guarantee a happy household. Process. Life is a journey. During the holidays, don't fret over where you didn't go or what you didn't see, but enjoy the moments that you have with those around you. Positivity. Successfully navigating the holiday pressures with those you love is a major accomplishment. Prioritize. Even if you had all the resources you desired, you would not and could not leverage each opportunity for your enjoyment, especially during the holidays. Purpose. For example, if my purpose is to raise my kids successfully, then perhaps the school Christmas pageant over the office party is a better choice. Life is hard. Holidays are harder. Communication with your loved ones about your desired choices and available resources will help them and you enjoy the holidays. Thank you, Jeff, for lending us your survival list. I'm sure it's going to be really helpful. Now, as for me, I wouldn't be your strategic humor facilitator if I didn't tell you about my own holiday survival plan. And laughter is a big part of that. Some of my favorite memories are of a fun, crazy tradition of the family holiday photo. Most of you think of that as a sometimes high-stress battle of fancy clothes, a photo studio, and babies who cry, puke, and poop. But more fun is that photo shoot with the mall Santa. Ah, good times. But I've added a different spin. In fact, it was a different spin each year for a number of years. The first time I asked my extended family to gather for a photo, it included matching green striped sweaters that had cost me exactly $1 each. And they lasted for about a dollar's worth of time, just long enough to snap a few pictures. The following year, it was elf hats, then light up red noses, 
then color-coded scarves for each branch of the family tree. The cousins, our children, also took their own version of the shot, piled on the couch, dancing with each other. The last year, we took a photo, the year before weddings and moving to other states began. I asked everyone to hold out a hand into which I superimposed a spot of light, a star for each of them. You can see a collage of these photos that I'll be putting up on my website at www.njlaughter.com. You can also see an even bigger family photo taking at my surprise 60th birthday party. No holiday props there, just love. Another generation of cousins is being born, and as they say in the song, if the fates are willing, they will be gathering in the future to take some more crazy holiday photos. And before I send you off to finish whatever holiday tasks you need to finish, or travel wherever you need to go, here's some holiday advice and traditions from podcast fans. Maintaining meaningful traditions that you can enjoy go a long way to reduce holiday stress, giving you a kind of holiday roadmap. The same decorations, the same foods, the same family gatherings at the same places can all be a soothing comfort. When some of those traditions start to feel forced, uncomfortable, or insincere, it may be time to have honest family discussions about changing things up a bit. In fact, you could even have a tradition of being non-traditional. For example, pick a different theme for decorations or parties and have fun coming up with new ideas. I'm not sure what we were thinking, but one year we decorated our tree with toy alligators on skis wearing teeny tiny hats and scarves. I've asked my podcast friends to give me some of their tips and tricks and advice on their traditions. From Mary, I like decorating, but with so many possibilities squeezed into so little time, I've learned not to do anything I really don't want to do. Mary, that's so important. When you do things out of obligation or just because you've always done them and don't enjoy them any longer, it can ramp up the holiday stress. From Donna, we cook up off our Christmas season with watching White Christmas on Thanksgiving evening. We've seen it so often, we now practically recite the movie as it plays and of course, sing along to each musical number. Then, one day in December, we have Sugar Cookie Day complete with anatomically correct ginger men and women. Donna, I'd like to see some of your work. From Cindy, we watch the movie A Christmas Story. We can't get enough of it. Cindy, I bet you're the happiest on that day they play that movie for 24 hours straight. From Linda, we have lights everywhere. The lights for me mean hope, love, and celebration. Linda, during this time of year, when sunlight is at a premium and darkness can be depressing, celebrations filled with light have been important for thousands of years. Several people told me about some non-traditional visitors to the family nativity setup. From Tina, last year, 
the TARDIS and Godzilla visited my nativity scene. We'll see if they return this year. From Julie, we also have a nativity dragon. When my daughter was two or three, she was playing with the nativity figurines. I shooed her away. I kept looking at the nativity set thinking something was off, but never got to examine closer. This went on for a week. I finally realized she had left a dragon in the nativity scene. We've kept the nativity dragon ever since. And I've seen some pictures of Julie's setup. She's got more than just a nativity dragon there, lots of other visitors. Those creative home nativity scenes reminded me of something that happened for a number of Christmases when my children were little. We would all go over to Nona's house around the corner for a traditional Italian Christmas Eve feast of fishes. Nona was friends with the German couple, Max and Trudy. They were Holocaust survivors, and Trudy would often contribute latkes to the table. They adored our children, and the children loved them and considered them part of the family. So much so, at midnight, when we gathered around Nona's tree to place the baby Jesus in Nona's manger, it couldn't be done until the youngest child brought the little baby around to everyone to kiss. Max and Trudy would kiss the little figure just like the rest of us, then drink a toast with some pretty strong anisette. Years later, I think of those Christmas Eves when love and camaraderie were the most important traditions. Religious and cultural differences had no place and the laughter of children and adults rang out. Nona, Max, and Trudy are no longer with us and my children now have children of their own. They are creating their own traditions, but we still stop to remember the Christmas Eves when an Italian fish feast was attended by an Italian widow, Holocaust survivors, Irish-Italian children, and a dog who might or might not talk at midnight. We laugh as we laugh then because laughter is the anchor that holds memories tight. So take time to laugh this holiday season. Your brain will thank you for it. Until next time, I'm wishing you the ha-ha happiest of holidays with lots of ho-ho hope for the future. And more information about the smile side of life can be found at www.njlaughter.com. I hope to see you next year. Hi there, it's Noreen again. I thought my podcast was done, but something just happened and I'm sitting in my car in Freehold Raceway Mall in Freehold, New Jersey, and I have to tell you a wonderful story. First of all, I often tell people in my workshops to try smiling at strangers, especially in malls. They may smile back and uh, both of you will release endorphins. And if they don't smile back, well, it helps you anyway. So today I was in the line for Starbucks, which was pretty long. And the person in front of me looked at me and said, oh, what are we crazy standing in this long Starbucks line? And I told her, well, I try to use it as my, my Zen moment to uh, relax and think of other things. This led to a conversation about Christmas decorations and finding out that we must have been twins separated at birth as she collects the same Disney Christmas ornaments since the 1970s that I collect. 
and we both decided this year not to put them on our trees to protect them from breakage this year and we both found a love for uh, going to Disney World and liking the same rides and it just made us laugh so much and then her name was Trish and she said to me hey the coffee's on me that was just such a wonderful encounter that just started with a smile and I encourage everyone to remember that uh, around the holidays you may have a better chance of such an encounter but anytime during the year smile at a stranger you never know what will happen take care